And that's how you intro into a show. Dude, I'm still sweating. <laughs> hey, everybody. Right. Welcome back. To My pal Marlon is chirping like in the background. Of course. Got to have some chirping going on at, at, at all times. Um, so, yeah, how's your... Uh, let's talk about this first off. How's your trip been? Oh, pretty cool, fantastic. right? Been doing cool stuff. Hanging out with cool yeah, people. you know... I think you kind of know why I'm here, and I think you kind of know the deal, of course. But uh, for now, it's been fantastic. It's, it's, I can't even say it has exceeded my expectations because that simply isn't, that doesn't give it enough to, uh, heft. You know, yeah. it doesn't actually put across what uh, we experienced yesterday. Uh, Marlon and I, my buddy Marlon, hey, pal, you want to stick your head in the, uh, into the collective? We're dating. Uh, He's in the bed next to me. Giggity. What's hey, up? Nice to meet you. I mean, yeah. when the lights go off. Hey, you know what? We bunked together before. Technically, spooned, we may have, have we spooned each other before. <laughs> Back in the day. Hey, man. So you got to stay warm, right? Gotta that's, stay warm. That's it. I got <laughs> I, I got a picture of me and two guys from my section spooning in the desert, like. Amen. Whatever it takes. Warm. That is absolutely correct. Uh, Daniel says, afternoon. Always good. Uh, Sean, once again, yeah. That's it. 100%. Hey, Daniel. Thanks. Um, the, uh, oh, and look at that. Winter Storm's here with us, everybody. The gang's all here. I like it. Perfect. Um, so, quick note before we go any further. I just want to make sure everybody likes and subscribes, hits the notification bell. And uh, that way you get the little email. Little makes that little sound too. It goes do 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 do. We never know. Um, <laughs> depends on what you got. The uh, the one point I have to say before we go anywhere else is uh, I'm getting better internet today. Good. It was. I thought it was me, and I was like, mm. but I'm on actually my buddy yeah. Marlon, who I don't want to get into it is mega IT. Mm. Um, he kind of squared his way up in this room with a massive feed. So, and I couldn't understand if it was me or you, but I didn't think it was me. So I'm glad to hear it was your internet. Andy. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm upgrading to the fiber and that's are, happening yeah. today. Oh, I fantastic. can't remember if it's between 12 and two, like right now, okay. or if it's between okay. one and three. So there, Ooh, I may get a text that says, soon. hey, guess what? <laughs> the guy's here to switch it over and then I'll be like, right. okay. Peace out, everybody. Just yeah, as a course. heads up. And so works. that's the, uh, that may happen. That may not. Um, Grundle. What's up, Grundage? Good to have you here. Um, so we could get. And that into, is the one gig down, right? That is the one gig, yeah. Oh, you're going to love it. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked. I'm, yeah. I've been annoyed with, uh, with TELUS for a while and it's just uh, super slow and it's never. Do you know who else has been annoyed? The you? entire internet. And the rest of the internet, of course. That's right. Of course. Why didn't I think of that? I just... So, um, so any any thoughts? Anything off the top of your head? Anything you want to talk about? Anything that we... Uh, before I... I can just grab a topic and we can dive into that. Yeah, I so I will I will conclude. Uh, I so rudely jumped into the question that you asked me before someone interjected with a su subscribe and their their uh, details on their <laughs> new update on their one gig download i'll just <laughs> that's right that's a good move with the coffee mug well done uh just a sec oh, just a sec let's see what i've got here in the way of a coffee mug. what do you have in the way yawn Oh, oh, yeah, that's, uh, 
That's hard to beat. That is hard to beat. Oh, so boring. <laughs> no big, no big deal. What else? Yeah, it's no big deal. Okay, so let's continue your story uh, before right. I so rudely interrupt you. Interrupted. Um, so the the trip so far has been fantastic. Yesterday was amazing. Saw so many mind blowing things, and um, man, I'm just I guess. I was quietly proud of my own service on the unit, mm-hmm. but man, I, and I'm not going to get all loud and and proud right now either. I will try to remain quietly proud, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm more proud of what the unit has done uh, from not on the backs of the originals, but how they've taken awesome, righteous actions built off of them over a period of 30 years and created not just today but many years ago created this phenomenal unit that is doing super soldier things that Mm. most people will never be able to comprehend that even humans are capable of that and so once again like i mean straight up buddy as I was looking those young guys in the eyes and talking with them and they, you know, ex- the dog and pony show and mm-hmm. et cetera, uh, I was looking them in the eye and, and I could see me and it was that calm, fiery drive. Yeah. And, and I looked at every single one of them and they all had it. And I was like, oh, uh, where's, what do I have to sign to get back in? Can I come back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was so inspiring. That's outstanding. That is outstanding. I'm uh, I'm excited to hear some more stories, maybe in the green room at some other point. But uh, it is it's it's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool. It the and, uh, and I won't be able to get in. I may never be able to get in, and I probably won't ever get into a lot of it. But over the next few days, I'll figure out what I can say a little bit about, rather than too much about. I've I've now made some connections with uh, some guys and going to figure out some things in the future that if I can be helpful in any way. And I won't get into those details either for now. But generally speaking, I hope to be able to say a tiny bit, not about anything of importance other than the inspirational side of things, if you will. Yeah, it's a very, very secret squirrely of you to just kind of hint at things and then never that's say right. anything. That's right. <laughs> Everyone's just going to have a deal. So That's right. And, and then generally at this point, I usually say something along the lines of, uh, how's the weather been while I was away? Mm, mm, Change the mm, subject, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, jump into something completely different. Let me just... That's uh, right. Let me just get a little... <laughs> it's so bad. Just a sec. Love it. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Get it in there. That's right. Getting a little Perrier in the morning. I like it. Or in the afternoon. You know why? I'm I'm not a, uh, I don't drink uh, canned water at all. I don't like the waste. I don't like the cost. I don't like, I mean, it's just wasteful to be drinking lots and lots of cans. Mm -hmm. But our hotel tap water is maybe some of the worst tap water I've ever drank in any hotel other than overseas. So it's freaking bad. Even the front desk was saying, yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Sometimes guests come in and we give them a flat, like a case. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Just your with apologies. Okay. Case case Perrier is not too bad. But uh oh, there you go. Nice. 
It's a nice looking uh, mug you got there. I wonder, wonder if that symbol means anything or I don't know. Yeah, we will find a way. You'll, you'll find a way. What? Yeah, whatever. You'll find a way to figure out what it means. <laughs> Daniel says, uh, "Straight from the hill canteen." I like it. Yeah, buddy. getting that, uh, getting that brown juice into you. Winter storm. Look at this. Watching with my oldest daughter, whose birthday is today. So happy oh, birthday wow. to Winter Storm Minor. I guess. Oh wow. call sign. That's fantastic. Congratulations mm-hmm. to you. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, any other, any other, I don't know, tantalizing little tidbits that you're never going to tell anybody. A little evening uh, soiree tonight. Ooh, soiree. And uh, going to have to throw on my fancy boy suit, uh, which I try not to do ever, but apparently you've got to wear a suit to this thing. Yeah. Uh, kind of but a, kind uh, of there's deal. that. Be seeing some of the same faces that I saw yesterday and seeing some new faces that I didn't get to see yesterday. So uh, looking forward to that, of course. Um, How's that been? So I've been wondering about this. You you haven't seen a lot of these uh, these guys in decades. Over two de- two decades. Right? Yeah. So how's that been for you emotionally, psychologically, getting back into those those old memories? Yeah, it's been. Uh, I, I wasn't sure how it would be, buddy. You know, I mean, how do you even know until you're in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. And so the rest is just guesswork until you're living it in real time and processing it in real time and and doing your best in real time. And so I think that um, it's exceeded my expectations meeting some of the guys. I mean, generally speaking, most conversations went like this. Buddy, I haven't seen you in ages. Buddy, I haven't seen you in ages. And as soon as those two things were done, it's like I'd been standing next to the guy just yesterday or the day before or the day before that. I mean, there's lots of catch up, you know, what did you do? What have you done? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, stuff. And then uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's it's guys that you did rad things with. And I, I, the commonality is the brotherhood, I suppose. It's, uh, and I mean, I haven't stayed away from people for that long. Not that you stayed away from people, but I haven't been away from the guys I served with that long. But uh, just recently, I got to see a friend of mine that had been, almost a decade since I had seen last and it is that nice slide it like there's no there's no preface to it there's no mm-hmm. trying to figure out where you kind of fit it's just yeah and everything's uh, back well, to you know what I here's an interesting twist for you I just thought of it so uh you know I said it's a handshake hey how are you blah 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 and then you're straight into as if the you'd never left but there were some guys yesterday they came up and as as I was shaking their hand, they were like, man, it's so good to see you. You know, whenever I think of you, all I can think of, I was standing in front of you. You were in all black and you were calling out my number. And then you said dot, dot, dot. And then that happened dot, dot, dot. And then I, in several cases yesterday, I reached over and put my hand on their shoulder and said, bro, I apologize. <laughs> Just do my job. And and it's straight to, oh, yeah, I know, man. I know. And so, you know how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, It uh, it's fun, though. It's fun, though, when you get to re-engage with that crowd again and get to be a part of that, you know, that group again. It's it's nice. I think a lot of a lot of veterans do this to uh, to ourselves. Uh, a lot of the time is where we just we try to 
shut it out and we don't see the people, especially here in Canada. I've said Dude, this before. I did. You did. Absolutely. I, did. I know lots yeah. of people that did. And, uh, but here in Canada, I think we have a little bit different because our military is so small and our country is so big. We disperse to the wind and then that might be the last time you see somebody. Right. Well, when it was yeah, until so, yesterday. Until yesterday. So <laughs> that's good, man. Yeah. Um, the oh, we got uh, Winter Storm says we need a mug that says "Do Sean's best." Oh dear, I don't know if I anybody know. could do oh, Sean's best. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> I can't even meet my own expectations. Oh man, that'd be that'd be a rough one. Or uh, Sean's watching Sean's watching "Be Better" T-shirt. I like that. I like that a lot. It just I on would the have front. Liked to have handed out some of my uh, little walk around Parliament building today. Oh boy, <laughs> that would have been. Hey, did you make it to the uh, the museum? I did not. So okay. uh, it, I actually mentioned you in my uh, live chat today as I was walking. I did a little, almost an hour long walking tour hmm. and um, your name came up and I said, you know, Chance Burrell said yesterday, you should go check out the Canadian War Museum. I said, I've been there before, but you'd mentioned that it has changed since then. And we kind of, Marlon and I kind of looked at the times and thought, uh, we ain't going to be able to make it. So yeah. we ended up walking, uh, I don't know, for about 15 minutes down the street to shawarma palace now, mm. i know it's not a museum mm. could be though but it is an establishment that should be museumed because it's so famous yeah uh, for its shawarma so kind of like schwartz's and, right yeah for sure or yeah. nate's deli here where or, i had yeah. a massive smoked meat sandwich which was mega yeah that'd be awesome i'm uh <clears throat> i'm missing every time we mention schwartz's i'm like I want to go yeah, back. Nobody. I just like but my mouth starts watering immediately. I'll say that this that I'm good for a while now. Well, yeah, I guess if you yeah. had a, a nice, fresh one, perfectly. Yeah, it, it was. So. It was about as fresh as one could get, and uh, and I had to go to Nate's, and here's why: because you know, back in the day, we used to hit Nate's a fair bit, and <clears throat> one of my buddies, uh, Dave C who is a master sniper. We worked together over the years and he's an awesome dude, one of my good friends. And he said, Ottawa didn't even happen unless you go to Nate's while you're there. And so shout out to you, Dave. There you go. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, yeah. Any Anything else about your trip that uh, coming up? Yeah, that, no. I don't want to bore everyone with any of that nonsense. So <laughs> if you want to jump into something, let's do it, buddy. All right, let's dive into it. So uh, we were talking about a little story in the green room at one point, and um, I wanted to go over that today. I think it would be a really good one. Okay. And so here is the... Uh, <laughs> Daniel says, the collective poster, Sean and Chance, back-to-back like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I mean, one of these things going on. <laughs> <laughs> But that would be quite a poster, Daniel. I've you know what that. would be the bad part about that? Is like I'd be facing this way and I'd meet I'd meet the back of your spine. Like yeah, I'm the of your say. spine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh the, we'd have to crop the image though. It'd just be like it would be you and then it meet him the shoulders yeah, and then I'd like be, I'd have no head. It'd be me from the nose up, yeah, and then you from the arse up. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'll say this could, now. I'm okay. I'm okay with the. I'm okay with that, and here's why. In fact, if you, if you, if anyone is interested, or if you haven't seen it yet, chance take a look at my uh, Instagram stories that I just put up from less than twelve hours ago, and you'll see me squatting down, mm -hmm. doing one of these, 
And then a guy on next to me, and he's got his arm on my shoulder. Mm. And uh, he's short. I actually called him out in my live chat today. I said he was three foot three tall, maybe three foot four tall. And uh, his first name is Phil. I won't get into any of his details, but he was one of my bosses, just an awesome dude. And, okay, I see him. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and I was, it was just my opportunity to mock his uh, two foot tall uh, stance. And uh, so, you know, Phil is short. Phil can kick ass. <laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> it's okay. You can kick ass and be short. You can kick ass and be tall. It's you can not do either of those things and be short and tall. So, what, what you can't do is be short and in a poster if you're standing next to Chance Burroughs. That is, it's a little tough. Yeah. Unless you really like, unless you really like looking at just like my chest, which I, I gotta say, it's not too bad. Uh, listen, I've seen enough spoons in my life, so I don't need to see your chest. <laughs> Maybe do some push-ups. Oh, yeah, I should probably do some push-ups. I, I I need a couple. Um, well, okay. Well, let's get into this All right. story um, before they come up with even more ideas like this one here. How about both of them like planes, trains, and automobiles? <laughs> Be a good one too. Uh, we can so do this all day, man. You know, we, we really could. We could just <laughs> keep going. Uh, so I'm going to tell you guys a story about this. Pretty fast when you know where you're going. And this is, it's a it's a bit of a story. So stick with me. And it's from high school. So check, man. It's going to be Dude, interesting. You're digging. You're digging, I'm digging into deep. The vault. Uh, so here's the story. I was playing football back in the day when I was in high school. And uh, I was a linebacker, believe it or not, at 175 pounds, six foot five and a half. Like I, I was, I shouldn't have been playing a linebacker, but that was the position I had. And uh, I found I got really confused a lot of times when we actually start getting the play started because I wasn't able to read it quickly enough. And by the time I needed to read it, it was usually past me and like gone. Mm. So uh, uh, we can conclude from that initial statement that you will never be a jet fighter pilot. Correct. Correct. Roger that. Yeah. Um, until one day we, we were playing this particular team that really liked a particular play, which was the flea flicker, which is you toss the ball to the sidelines and then the uh, that receiver catches it and then runs it up the field. But it's meant as like a fake. So you try and fake a run to one side and then throw the ball the other side and then he runs up the field. Okay. And we had practiced this. We had practiced the defense for it over and over and over and over to him because we knew we were going to play this these, uh, this team. And sure enough, I'm on the field and the flea flicker happens and I see it coming like a mile away. I'm like, oh, there it is. There's the read. There's the fake. And I see the ball and I just start going. And... uh Guy catches the ball, starts coming up field, and I just T-boned him full sprint. Um, the funny part about that was it was right in front of the news camera, and they were filming it as like a look at high school football. Da, 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 da. It was supposed to be a feature on the news, and that's what they featured was this guy just getting clocked. <laughs> I'm sorry, where was this again? This is uh, back in Calgary. Okay, Calgary. In, right. uh, okay, gotcha. Okay, yeah. that's anyway, thing. late 90s. And uh, so I cream this guy get on the news and uh get this new nickname big hit burl <laughs> and uh the the coach because i hit him into my own uh bench was the coach as i was getting up i heard him say to one of the other coaches you know that guy's pretty fast when he knows where he's going ah i like that and uh yeah. it was true because if i needed to run <laughs> if i knew where i was going i could go there and i could do there quickly um uh, 
and the the reason I want to tell the story and want to talk about this a little bit is that it's always easier to go places when you know where you're going. Generally. And so I wanted to liken that to, you know, life in general. If you want something, if you want to be not so much just like better sometimes, but if you want something big, you want to do a 24-hour solo mountain bike race or you want to do uh, your first marathon or you want to do, I don't know, you want to be an astronaut. Cool. The idea of target locking onto something and just like, 100 percent full full tilt this is going one way or the other uh it's either going to be a massive win or i am going to land on my face with full force i think that's uh i think it's challenging for some people because you have to really really commit to it Hmm. and uh with that hit why why it worked so well is because i was off my feet like i committed to that hit (laughs) it was flying through the air when i hit him um but I don't know how many people can do that. Do you, you got any tips or thoughts on, you know, give it or? Yeah, you know, I think there's a couple of things to consider there. And the first one I would like to say is it's a great strategy to target lock on a future objective and prioritize to such a degree that it it is your number one priority. And you start driving towards that on day one, day two, day three, whatever the case is, knowing in your head that that's where you want to go. So just like you, as an example, um, watching a play and really, I don't know, maybe I want to go in that direction because I think that's where the play is going. And then once you realize the play is in play, and you think you establish the pattern and think, now I can commit to the direction. Now you're in a linear path on an intercept course, predicting where that individual is going to get hit. But what can happen is in a singular trajectory, you target lock so hard that you miss the little feed off to the guy next to him. And because you were so blinded on your trajectory, you don't see the nuance that exists within the bigger game all around you to use the football Mm -hmm. analogy. Absolutely. And so I would say that, um, you know, there's, there's uh, benefits to target locking in a singular fashion with blinders on. If you have the latitude to be able to do that and learn in the moment and not have significant consequences because you weren't paying attention to the periphery, if you will. And so, of course, to make a, um, a a broad comparison, or it's not a very good comparison, but if you take that and then compare it to war, as an example, you cannot be so blinded by the linear trajectory that you miss the periphery, the nuance that will be a, a flank or an ambush or what have you. And so whatever your objective is, if it has consequential peripheral events that may bleed in, mm-hmm. then you have to consider those as part of your overall strategy of target lock, but take the blinders off. So yeah. then to draw back to the football game, you saw the play, you predicted the path, you 
algorithmed your trajectory course and then blinded your way towards the target. And, and, and I'm not saying you did. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying you might have. Um, but as you're target locking on that intercept course, what's happening on your left and right flank? Now two guys who weigh 250 pounds have a pincer action at you. And then they don't call you big hit burls. They call you sandwich boy burls. And then they stretcher you off the field. Yep. And so, you know, just to set the stage, I would say that it depends on where you are in your life trajectory. It depends on your experiential trajectory. It depends on what outcomes you want, the prioritization of those outcomes, how much you have to singularly minded move towards that objective. There's many things that are, are in play there. And I, you, we could parallel them to football, to BJJ, to combat, to whatever, and they would all be the same. Yeah. And so I would say that you can get pretty fast if you know where you're going, but there is an optimal pace for each event, each trajectory, each challenge, each puzzle that you have to ascertain based on your own personal experience of optimizing the outcome. And that mm. takes time. That takes yeah. mistakes. Absolutely. That takes a few hits on the football field, you know? Yeah. And I've been, I've been, I got creamed a couple of times um, being target locked on something. And then how a, could you not? And then have a blocker Eight come up and just tall and one hundred and thirty pounds. Oh, one hundred and seventy-five. Thank you very much. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> I was, uh, <laughs> I, I was, I, I think I probably should have tried out for receiver, but I never actually went for it. I just, dude, you know what? At nine feet tall and one hundred and twenty pounds, you should have tried out for the goalposts. I should have. I definitely should. I could just stand there like this. You like that? Hey. Yeah, just stick it in there. Yeah, that'd be uh oh there you go. Daniel Bond said, No, that's a t-shirt. Chance sandwich boy burlesque. <laughs> um Satch has joined us. Good morning and afternoon, ladies morning, and gents. Buddy. Morning, Satch. Um I, I like that point though, because the uh if you're gonna target lock on something, it comes with sacrifice. It right. Does. And what you're doing is you're sacrificing your vision on the outside. You're you're sacrificing No, you can be. You can, can be. be. You can don't be. have to. If well, I mean, if you go full bore, if you're going hundred percent in one direction, then you're going to be sacrificing your lateral movement. Mm. To a degree. To a degree. No, you're not. Okay. So do you think you can you could sprint at full speed forward and then make a ninety degree left turn? In a without, split second. Without, without slowing down? In a split second with the right footwear. Okay, with the right footwear. Okay, do you disagree? That. I I don't. I've never seen anybody make a full ninety degree turn at a full what? sprint. Are you serious? No, a I've seen plant with the right foot and ah, bam, but, full but ninety. That's, that's a, you're slowing down to do that. Even with um, the hard, even with a hard left turn, plant that slows that you down. Planting is slowing you down. Yeah, but that isn't slowing your ninety degree trajectory because you're initiating, and as soon as you make that ninety, now you're on the same maximum effort trajectory yeah it's, a, and it's just a moment in time i've done those lateral movements in basketball and in soccer and all like all of the sports i've played anytime you have to make a lateral movement you're going to lose forward momentum because you're making a lateral movement so you're going to have to lose some in order to turn even I if it's a little if we're bit talking pure physics i mean um, even in i think even in life there's there's going to be 
And the reason I say in life is that there can be, depending on who you are. Well, there has to be kind of a delay to not so much delay. The delay is not a good word for it. Good. I'm, I'm glad but, that we're not going to use that one. <laughs> but there is, there is a cost. Let's put it that way. And you're going to give up a little bit of forward momentum in order to make a lateral movement because you have to use some energy to make that turn. Or, oh, but ah, but that that's just cost. That isn't slowing you down, I would say. That's just resources. Whether okay. you're willing to pay the resource, the burn rate, the workload, the, the kinetic energy dump mm -hmm. in order to execute a hard 90. Yeah, there's cost. But that's that's balanced against risk reward ratios, cost benefit ratios, blah, 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 whatever, mission priorities, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't matter whether we're talking business or army or whatever, BJJ yeah. football, macrame, doesn't matter what you're talking about. There's cost to everything. Yeah. But that's got to be measured against the prioritization of the outcome that you are anticipating or want or need or uh, mission priority or what have you. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. There's cost that. to there's cost to this what we're doing right now with this 100%. conversation. Yeah. Of course. Well, and this is I guess this is what I mean in terms I guess you're not really losing velocity so much as you are using additional resources to make that turn to make that Correct. level of movement. Correct. So that's a good good clarification. Correct. And uh, listen, if if I decide that I'm going to do a hard 90 and that's going to cost me an extra 10% energy bleed rate but i need to make a hard 90 guess what i'm doing a hard 90 because mm -hmm. it's a case of have to or want to if i have to it's going to get done i'll accept the cost and then i'll figure out how to meter up i'll figure out how to gain that back i'll figure how to balance that off so that i can keep going on that new trajectory in an optimal, efficient manner, in a way that I might not know as I'm planting my right foot and going hard 90, but I'll figure it out as I'm on my new new trajectory. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And this is, again, that's why I want to talk about it because there's a lots of nuance in terms of, you know, you hear all the time, oh, just, just find a goal and go after it. Well, if you, if you do that, then you got to understand that there's going to be cost and there's going to mm. be, sacrifice and, and there's going to be there's points of even if you if you half speed it right there's going to be costs there because now there's time involved time. in that if you're gonna if you're gonna go all out then you're gonna it's gonna take time away from other things if i really wanted to <clears throat> excuse me we had this chat with um with alan chabero there was that the you know when you want to become a, a an elite athlete you want to be that top tier level guy that's going to cost you you're going to have all your time is going to be spent in the gym training et cetera et cetera et cetera you're not going to have a lot of time for other things like partying for for example or yeah, hanging out with friends or sometimes family sometimes like it it comes at a cost so yeah and and you know i'm not going to say i was ever an elite athlete but I was on paper. I'm not claiming that I'm elite or an athlete or whatever. I'm not combining those two words and putting a Velcro label on me. But I will say that, well, as a world champion, I guess I reached a level that was sort of elite. And 
Um, you know, what did that cost me? That cost me about 80 hours a month on the saddle. That's 80 hours that you'll never get back. That's mm -hmm. 80 hours that I could have done a lot of other things with. Start another business, spend more time with my family, stare yep. into more sunsets and sunrises, whatever. Everything is a balancing act with time. That's all we've got. That's yep. one of our biggest resources, time and health. And you've got to, you've got to always be cognizant of the two and you have to balance your life so that you're achieving the maximum that you can in life, whatever that means to you and to everyone that means different things because the clock is ticking and it's our job to do something with it. And not to put too fine a point on that, but I will say this just to add some heft to the sentence. You know, I was, you know, at the when we were all getting together there yesterday, hearing stories, seeing photos, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there was some moments there where we all looked at each other and just nodded and, and everyone was a little sad mm -hmm. about, you know, how life can change rapidly in a split second. And now that good dude is gone. And, and he, he didn't know that none of us knew that in the moment, but the clock is still ticking and it's our job to do what we can with the time that we've got on the planet. And, and, and I don't think it's considered every breath you take, man, you should be doing something with it. You know, ideally, ideally, absolutely. No, and you should be now it's up to you to figure out if that's ideally or not. The, the sentence stands. Okay. It's, it will stand for time immemorial, no pun intended. All we've got is time on the planet. Yeah. That what you do with your time is up to you. But if you want to use it wisely, you'll optimize your time. Now, what yeah. does that even mean? Well, sometimes if you're optimizing, it might just be sitting still, breathing slowly, zenning out, and being chill. That's optimal at some times. And yeah. then other times, it's ripping down a rope off a helicopter and then other times it's looking at your kids and other times it's staring at the sun and other times it's whatever but whatever yeah. you're doing be present with it each breath you should be realizing that that's another breath you'll never get back that's very true and the 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 reason i say ideally is that there are many people out there that that they don't even recognize that they have a finite time on the on this planet. They like, I remember Eight being out of ten people. What do you think yeah. the ratio is? Uh, I would say, I'm thinking seventy thirty. That's where I'm saying. Okay, and I, I'm I think, only seeing eight out of ten because I've just walked uh, through Ottawa and just saw a whole pile of people who don't understand this sentence. <laughs> well, that the the trick is is that you were also you're in Ottawa, right? Ottawa is its own. It's got its own vibe, baby. Its own universe, and like it's Toronto, thing. same thing. Vancouver, same. you know, yeah. all these things. They're they have their own little universe, and there's a lot of times that we can get stuck in our universe because we don't 100%. really know where we're going. And I think that's the key: is that you got to know where you're going, and if that requires you to sit down and be quiet and sit and stare at a sunset for a few, whatever seconds, minutes, hours, days, to figure out where you're going 
then that is the optimal path. And that way you can be pretty fast when you know where you're going. <laughs> I will add this, not to put in too much pressure on anyone out there who hasn't thought about any of these things. There's another aspect to it as well. Um, you know, it, it would be great if instead of eight out of 10, not understanding that the breath that they just breathed is now gone and that's one less. Um, if we could move that number to seven out of 10 people, that extra 10% of improvement of being present and realizing that the clock is ticking, um, that wouldn't only benefit that person, 10% improvement on an, on humanity. Oh my goodness. Walking around down here, if an extra 10 points of improvement as a society, that would be an unbelievable shift. Just one person in 10. Yep paying attention to their breath and the, and their watch. I was just thinking how, how unbelievable life would be if we could get something like a 50, 50 or oh, even dude. like, man, don't if, dream that hard. I will don't dream. All dreamy. I am going for it. I'm going, I'm going <laughs> all out. Um, but man, just, and to all you people out there watching, like, think about that. What if, what if every second person, really understood what it was that you know what we actually have time and breath really understood that that'd be a freaking amazing outstanding world because people i think would be would be just be given her there'd be people well, everywhere given her they'd be given her and they'd be recognizing what's going on around them at all times and i think there's there are two different things velocity and awareness they they can be mutually exclusive. You only understand one or you only understand the other. That means mm -hmm. you might not understand either. But if True. you only understand one, at least you're off to the races. Yeah. But if they don't have to be mutually exclusive, they can be co-joined heading yes. in the direction with a priority and intention for an outcome. And you're going to get a far better outcome if you can not only induce velocity but be aware on a three-dimensional bubble all around you as you're doing it. That'd be pretty amazing. That would be pretty amazing. And we will, we will dream for those days <laughs> for, for as long as we possibly can. Uh, Julie's joining us. Oh, good afternoon, Julie. Yeah, she put in, Julie. she put in geese afternoon, which that's not a bad afternoon. A geese afternoon would be pretty terrible. Um, and then uh, Satch, at points in forward progression seems to be always possible even with a change of direction oh yeah buddy 100 percent. yeah uh, you know what and and i oh sorry go ahead no go go, go you're her. in your comment what do you mode what no, are no, you no, please Give do me. the shiny comments i'm able flicking. hey i'm taking a 90 degree right here what do you got yes there? you are what okay you got? so um i would say that forward progression uh is always possible even with a change of direction but we you not me you you will uh, introduce the idea of 90 degree turn, mm -hmm. which uh, makes for uh, an easily understood example. But how about this, a 180 degree turn? Mm -hmm. So you're going that way at warp factor three, plant that right foot, bounce backwards, and now you're heading in that direction at warp factor three. Yep. That is forward progression, even though you're going backwards. It depends on how you're using it. It depends on what you're revisiting. If there's something that's bothering you in your past, and your four progression is at warp factor three, 
and you're ignoring that thing that's behind you or that thing that's inside of you, you're running so far forward to get away from what's inside of you. Um, you know, your forward progression is being slowed down because you didn't plant to foot, start heading back that way and addressing the things that you've left behind unaddressed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is actually, there's a great sports analogy in this all the time is that, uh, especially in basketball, this happens to soccer a lot too, right? Where if you're running for a pass and it gets picked off and you got to be able to stop and get back into a position to defend again, it takes the, uh, takes the intention of not chasing the ball, but getting back to a defensive position. That's right. right. Got to see the grand scheme. Got to see exactly. the strategy. Got to yeah. see the plays within the plays. You know, when you were talking about you can't plant and, and go hard 90 and not lose velocity, I just see that as a split-second moment in time where you are static because you've deployed resources to work against physics mm -hmm. and then go hard left or go hard right. I mean, I played soccer for from a young age a little while. Right until yeah. I joined the Army, right? And then when I wasn't playing soccer, one of my other favorite sports was indoor badminton. Mm. And I don't know why, but in my mind, I always hear the e e e e e e. You know, the little plant. Oh yeah. And I so those. I that noise to me represents a hard left or a hard right, and sometimes it represents a hard plant backwards. To crack that bird yeah i was i was it i was fast i was agile i was nimble i was pretty good at kinetic sports and so like i'm not going to say i was transporter beaming my way around that field because I, I was an amateur of course but dude i was moving fast and i was i was not agreeing with how physics should work I was playing my game the way the way i wanted to play and so i demanded a lot of my body and my expectations were maybe too much for my for my shell for my frame but mm -hmm. i made it work man and and i that's why it's not that i was pushing back really hard but i know me that's all i know i can see others and think that oh i see them doing it too but i know i've done it uh it is possible it's just a tiny little resource bleed as i see it yeah yeah no it makes sense i'm uh so I hate to do this to you, everybody, but I just got the phone call, and I'm gonna have oh, to shut this thing call. down. The phone call. So well, I gotta. You made it 42 minutes. That's cool. That's pretty, pretty good, man. There's there's some great comments here that I'm gonna save. Yes, you because, will. Because uh, I think they need to be brought up. Winterstorm and uh, has got a couple of good questions and comments in here. I'm gonna save, and we're gonna go over them probably tomorrow right once I that. have some lightning speed internet. Right. And so uh, I land back in BC in the Kootenays at noon tomorrow. Okay. Pacific? Pacific. Okay. And I'm wheels up from Ottawa at 0700 hours tomorrow morning. Okay. So we'll have to do the, our meeting maybe around 1300, no, maybe 1330 hours on Sunday. Is that okay? Sure. PST yeah, that works. 1330 okay. for tomorrow. I like it very yeah. much. And if there's any adjustments, because it's Air Canada, you know, I might not get there for a week. Um, yeah. I'll let you know. Roger that. I uh, I appreciate it. And thanks thanks for keeping doing this. Even like I understand the difficulties of trying to manage this and deal with uh, tap water in Ottawa. But uh, I know I just wanted, I wanted for everybody 
as well as myself. I appreciate you putting the effort in, even though you're traveling and even though you're doing some crazy cool secret stuff. I wouldn't miss stuff. it for the world. I really wouldn't. I, I really appreciate it. So as we, uh, as we all, I guess, learn and build and grow together here on The Collective, we will see you all tomorrow. Chimo. Chimo.